Hi there, I'm Phil Main, and welcome to A Life That's Good. I'm just a guy, pretty average, I think. Our family moved to Godrich the summer I turned six so that my father could take a job at Colburn Central School just outside of town. I attended Victoria Public School and then Robertson Memorial and then GDCI before leaving Godrich to study radio broadcasting at Fanshawe College in London. After a couple of years of radio in the early 80s, I left broadcasting to work in the family hardware store in Godrich before returning to college in London in 1986, Fanshawe again, to study music industry arts and take what turned out to be a quick shot at the music business. In 1990, I returned to radio. Seriously, I was just in the right place at the right time and was incredibly lucky to land a position as a morning announcer at FM 102 in Wingham. In 2005, the powers that be, feeling that my passion for all things local made me a good fit, they moved me to the studio right next door to do a talk format on CKNX AM 920. Nine years later, I was given the opportunity to move down the hall to the studio I've been in ever since in what is now known as Cool 94.5. So I'm just a couple of weeks past my 33rd anniversary of doing mornings, and here I am still being rudely awakened every morning at 4 a.m. I don't know how I'm still here. I just kept showing up and managed to somehow not get fired. Today is March 20th, 2023, And today I am exactly 65 weeks away from being 65 years old. What the... How? How is that possible? The inevitable existential crisis is in full throttle. What's it all meant? How many years can I still get away with this? What can I do with those remaining years to create some kind of anything that matters? How do I leave the world a little better for my having been here? I'm so grateful to have been able to call Midwestern Ontario home for most of those 65 years, most of the last 40, a larger part anyways, working for Blackburn Media in some capacity on our radio stations broadcasting from Wingham. My partner, my soon-to-be wife, Allie, and I have made adventures the cornerstone of our relationship. For us, Throwing a couple of bologna sandwiches, a few snacks, and some cold drinks in a cooler, grabbing a coffee, and hitting the road in search of new and beautiful things is the recipe for a perfect date. And we both love photography, so there are often a lot of stops along the way. To that end, I started a photo blog last year called A Life That's Good, celebrating life in Midwestern Ontario. I love photography because I feel like it forces me and my overactive brain to slow down and enjoy this beautiful part of the world that we get to live in. So all of that just to say that today we begin a journey that will celebrate 65 things in 65 weeks that make life good in Midwestern Ontario. 
maybe sometimes great, if I'm honest. And if you're listening right now, you may have figured out that it's not just a photo blog anymore. It's also a podcast that will seek to complement the photos each week with conversations with many of the people that make this part of the world, our home, such an awesome place to live. One of the obvious favorite things is our famous Lake Huron sunsets, but there's so much more. I'll visit some favorite restaurants, breweries, wineries, landmarks, local events, farms, and festivals. We have some awesome theater in Blythe, Drayton, and Grand Bend, and of course, the Stratford Festival, and people. There are some very special humans in Midwestern Ontario, people that go above and beyond to make different festivals, healthcare, local events, and just life in general so much better through their unique efforts. And I want to celebrate some of those people, too. And so with that, it's a Life That's Good photo blog slash podcast, and we're going to dig in right now and base our first stop on a favorite quote of mine, Life is Short, Eat Dessert First. It's one of my favorite quotes by a French pastry chef and a chocolatier based in New York, Jacques Torres, who said, Life is short, eat dessert first. I like it. And that's what we're going to do on this brand new podcast. We're going to kick off with some dessert, and we've got some uh, incredible bakers here. I'm going to say that. Garrett Seepers and Karen Middleton Needham are here from Broad Bakery in Blythe, and Chris Nemtu from Culbert's Bakery in Godrich. Have you two been around here for a while? Have you, did you grow up in Huron no, County, or you're new no, to Huron? No, we're new. We're new. So we're you guys are two and a half years. All yeah. new to the area because you're yes. from Toronto, Chris. I am. I'm. I was raised in Bowmanville and Aurora, yeah. and but then since I've been 19, I've lived in Toronto. Yeah. Amazing. Where are you two from originally? I'm from a small village called New Lowell. It's just outside Creemore. Okay. And he's from Guelph. From Guelph. So yeah. coming to coming to Blythe, or coming to Godrich, is that a little culture shock for all of you? It was a little culture shock, especially when uh, we moved to Godridge on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Yes, uh, of last year. Of, of last year, of 2022. Uh-huh. And um, my partner, Joseph, and I, we, we came in and we were thinking, oh, we'll be, we'll be fine. We can just pick this up here and pick this up there. Uh-huh. And, and I had to say to Joe, I'm like, it's Thanksgiving Day. It's Nothing's going to be open in this small town. And <laughs> that's the first culture shock is yeah. that everything closes at 5 or 6 on a Sunday. We roll up the and, sidewalks, man. And it, if it's a holiday, nothing is open. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, we, we're just used to it here. And uh, and I guess for you, well, you got to all know this. So, uh, Chris, you've taken over Culbert's Bakery. Yes, I have. And you've taken over the Queen's Bakery in Blythe. Yes. Uh, those are some well-established, I mean, especially Culbert's has been there for 100-plus years. You guys have uh, stepped in big time we to have. do what you're doing, haven't you? Yes. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. And for some pretty amazing people, too. So not only is it yeah. the food you've got to look at, but uh, the hospitality and kindness of the right. people that were there before, too. Lesson Ann. Lesson Ann. Les Cook, one of my favorite humans. And Darren Colbert, another one of my favorite humans. Darren Colbert actually trained me on everything for the first month we, we took over. He, I was working with him day to day as he trained me how to make the cream puffs, how to use that oven that is over 100 and close to 150 years old, uh, the mixer and all of 
of the different tools and that giant deep fryer that we make all the cream puffs in. I just so. saw that oven for the first time last year, even though I was, I got to, I got to tell you this. So, um, my fiance, she got into ancestry.com and finding out about, so I sent away because I wanted to find out what, what my heritage was. And it came back that I was, um, a little bit German, Swiss German and a lot English and 17% Colbert's cream puffs oh, well, there you showed go. up in my DNA <laughs> because I, I was totally raised on that stuff. And that oven, man, it's phenomenal. It's humongous. It's just the, the whole fact of, well, first of all, we never turn it off. Yeah. It was turned off uh, from my understanding the last time it was turned off when the tornado right. hit. Uh, but it's it used to be coal powered. Now it is electric. Uh, but we never turn it off. So at the, in the evening when we're done the bake for the day, we will turn it from either 385 or 450 depending on what I'm cooking cookies or bread yeah. uh, and then I will turn it down to 200 degrees and uh-huh. it will stay like that until I start again at two o'clock in the morning Wow fantastic because well, we can't we can't turn it off because it will act, uh, the bricks will despan oh, expand, shrink, yeah. sh- will shrink and oh. uh, Possibly the whole thing will come tumbling down. So. Not cool. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with my cream puffs, man. Don't, Leave don't that do that. Fun. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> All right. So uh, I want to start with uh, Karen. What's your story? You grew up in a little village. I grew up in a little village, yeah. yeah. Uh, baking with my grandmother oh. from a really early age. And yeah. then moving on into getting my first job and working in the industry and so is it fair to ask, um, so your grandmother, the, is she, um, what nationality would she be, and did she bring a lot of recipes from that to yeah. your life? My grandmother was Danish, and her father was oh, a pastry man. chef. <laughs> so of course she was. I've got a lot of pretty good doozies up my sleeve. <laughs> wow, I bet. Yeah. And um, when did you, so was that when you first decided, wow, I love baking? Absolutely, yeah. With it grandma? Was a passion from there forward, for sure. I yeah. love that. <laughs> and where did you meet this guy? I met him in Guelph at a party. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No good stories start that way. No, definitely, especially not a Festivus party on December 23rd. Right? Oh, Festivus. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Seinfeld tradition. Exactly. You both Seinfeld fans? No. No, we don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> we just know the same people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, would, I would guess maybe you're both too young to have been too involved in Seinfeld anyway, were you? No, I was definitely around, but... Uh, you know, your parents' preferences come into play as well, so I sure. didn't see it when it originally aired very much. And okay. Yeah. So you're originally from Guelph? I am, yeah. But and when did raised. you decide you loved to bake? Uh, when Karen started showing me how good it could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we got together uh, and moved in together, Karen was baking from home primarily uh, at that time and started up kind of her, her side business there. So I got to experiment and try everything. Like she'd go into the kitchen and come out with you know, eight different styles of curd or something like that for mm-hmm. a, a pastry, and I'd get to sample all of them. So, you know, it, it helps being a guy with a good appetite. And, Love at uh, first taste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. I often say, and she she hates when I say it, but uh, her lemon curd is what sold me right there. <laughs> <laughs> I do love lemon. I'm going to have to try some of that. And you, you've developed, uh, along with some of the stuff that Les and Ann had at the Queen's Bakery before, it's Broad, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Broad Bakery is yeah. how I'm pronouncing it right? Well, I, I'll tell you the truth. I don't pronounce it right. Uh, <laughs> okay. As I understand it, and Karen can explain, it's one of the hardest words in it Danish to like say. It's the top ten hardest word to say. So how do you say it in probably Danish? Probably not saying it right either, but it's Broad. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'll stick with Brody. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I do. That's perfectly acceptable. Yeah. You can call it what you want to as long as you buy some baked goods and enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. And you're yeah. doing a lot of different things there, and we'll talk maybe about some of your favorite recipes in a few minutes. Sure. Okay. Sure. And, uh, and Chris? Uh, I was actually – I've – been uh, in pastry and, and baking for about 14 years. I was actually in marketing. I was working for an advertising agency that was I was kind of okay at. Um, mm-hmm. My my dad then had open heart surgery and he oh. almost passed. So I realized I'm like it was coming back. It was the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, and I was just like, you know what, life is too short. I went into my boss's office and I quit. Wow. And six months later, I was in at George Brown, and I was studying to become a pastry chef. And my dad, my dad uh, was at my graduation yeah. um, for uh, being a in pastry and baking patisserie arts. Um, And for my last, before he did pass away, uh, I actually made him a traditional strudel on our dining room table in like the traditional way where basically you take a giant sheet and you just stretch out the dough, like the whole entire uh, d- uh, dining room table, and then you just roll it up. And wow. he would, I would bring him bread from various different places I worked. Um, and he would always go like, my son made this bread. And he would never, <laughs> say, he would never say anything like that about whatever marketing stuff I happen nope. to write, if I happen to write, like, you know, did, did a client report or anything like that, he wouldn't say anything like that. So I, I started off as an apprentice with Oliver and Bonaccini, and I was on the opening team for uh, Luma Canteen under Jason Bangader and Patrick Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after a year doing that, I then transferred to their bread and pastry division, O&B Artisan. And then two years doing that, I bumped around to various different places. Places, like all the best fine foods in Bobette and Bell, yeah. and uh, some but of the your own spot. Yeah, uh, well, I bumped around, and then I worked at a place called Berkeley Events, and then I worked at Blue Blood Steakhouse, and then I worked for Nestle for a time being as a chocolatier with them uh-huh. for their Kit Kat chocolatory store, wow. and then uh, COVID happened, and then I worked at a couple of other places, and then uh, um, one of my partners, Maddie Lambert, she found me, and we bought Culberts. So wow. yeah. So that was a very short 14 year span, but yep. uh but yeah, it's it's been kind of uh 14 years of whirlwind. Yeah. Crazy. So all the big city stuff and uh small town and uh, the Culberts there's a I don't know. Do you feel a little bit of a weight on your shoulders having taken over a a, a legendary bakery? Um, a little, yeah. At first, I was I was afraid. I was afraid that um, people would think that we changed stuff or mm-hmm. changed the recipes. Um, but uh, when I was training under Darren, Darren actually took me aside and he was like, first of all, they're going to say that you changed the recipe, mm-hmm. but." I know you didn't, and the reason why I know you didn't is because when I took over for my dad, they said that I changed the recipes. And when Barry, Darren's dad, took over for Mel Colbert, they told, they said that Barry changed all the recipes. So that's the one thing I'm... I was a little afraid of is, yeah. is like the worry of the town, but the reaction that we've been getting and the kindness is 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 great you can't even you can't even measure the amount of f- positive feedback that we've been getting so people are kind of cool around here have you noticed they, they're pretty chill yeah. everyone's pretty chill it's nice you know that's the one thing about living from moving from the uh, city to a small town like toronto 
several million people to Godridge eight thousand and two, me and my partner. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, is is that people are really chill and relaxed, which is, is which well, is and you make that's donuts, really nice. guys. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love language for most of us it, around it, here. It, it is. It, it, that, right? that, I, I have found out that the best thing you can do is bring a six pack of cream puffs <laughs> to any event, and, and and then you're already you're already you know a friend for life. Well, so. I saw you pulling up, and I thought, who's this dude? And then I noticed you. Pull Pull the uh, the cream puff box out of the back, and I went, yes. "Oh, that's that dude." Yeah, yes. come on in. <laughs> sure, always welcome. So, and the same, I guess, for you guys. Did you feel any pressure trying to live up to what Lesson Ann had built? Or I think it's like Garrett said, like the people Community. was the biggest part, right? Yeah. Living yeah. up to their standards that they had set. But yeah. everyone's, yeah, they've all been so awesome. You it, know. It's very interesting because we, we had a slightly different scenario in that the Queens was closed for a couple of years before yes. we took it over. Um, and with the name change as well, people didn't really know what to expect. I think the, the biggest issue we've had through all of it is that we're not actually a cafe. We are just bakery and coffee house. Mm -hmm. So there are a number of people who weren't around because of COVID who come in and still expect that lunch and are quite disappointed when they don't have their soups and sandwiches and stuff. Um, But, you know, there's lots of businesses locally we can send them to and they can come back and see us after. So most people have been absolutely fantastic with that. And yeah, for us, that ability to kind of change the name was what I think in many ways kind of separated us a bit, which is why, as I was saying to you earlier, yeah. it's very scary to take over an ongoing business because <laughs> of that expectation. That's It's very, very brave to be able to do that. And, <laughs> but no, I think you're all stepping out and, and you've taken some some of what was there, but you're putting your own personalities and your own loves and your own passions into it. I know that you've come up with some new things at, uh, I'm going to say Broad um, Bakery. Uh, I I mean, uh, Allie and I have been in a few times and picked up bread. Uh, Man, we had a loaf of bread and some muffins one time, and there were some tarts that we got, and they were just like, I accidentally ate like six of them. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens to me, too. Yeah. do you have a favorite thing that you make yourselves? My favorite thing to make is our Danish rye bread. It's yeah. my great grandfather's recipe. Wow. And it just reminds me of being back home with my grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I just got I got all the feels for oh. it. I just, just thinking about it. Because, you know, grandmas they, they had some recipes that when, when we were kids that's that you know that's our past that's our lives that's our history our family yeah and that's lovely mostly what our bakery is most of our recipes even though not all of them are seen as traditional danish yeah they're all out of her grandmother's cookbook like our lemon cake recipe is over 100 years old the danish rye bread is the same that's amazing um and then there's you know interesting recipes like we have uh karen's training me now to to make things in the bakery which is i'm sure very unique for her um (laughs) but i've started making Making our breakfast tea biscuits, which are doing very well, but it's a like an eighty-year-old recipe that, as I understand it, <laughs> she stole from her best friend. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so you know we're modifying Perfect. and using that now, uh, and that's probably my favorite thing to bake. But my favorite thing for her to bake is very different. Uh, Karen makes an amazing lemon curd pavlova that yeah. uh, is still my favorite thing. That's what I ask for on my birthday every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
uh, I'm assuming, like, I know that if you're getting up the same time Darren did, he was getting up at, like, what, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning? Uh, I get up at 1. Uh, Darren would get up as, at 1 as well. Yeah. Uh, and I, I start work at 2. I was uh, telling you before uh, we started to record that uh, Darren messaged me one day, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago. And it was like I was up. It was like 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning. I was prepping for my show. And he, I said, what are you doing? He said, old habits die hard. He's having a hard time retiring. I think I, he's he's enjoying walks with Samson, his dog. Yeah. Um, he's uh, he's he's actually away right now. Oh, he's, good. He's, he's uh, I think he's on a fishing trip. Oh, cool. of course. Uh, with 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 a buddy of his uh-huh. in Florida. Uh, so that's good. He's he's enjoying his re- retirement. But I think I, I think now that. Um, his his partner Judy is retiring from culverts as well. She uh the two of them can actually start traveling together nice. and and they like going like they go like going to for winter camping and traveling all around. So I think that'll be something that that's it's amazing for both of them. Perfect. They they both go to enjoy their their time together. Do you two start that early? No, no, it's no. actually the reason we opened our own bakery. <laughs> so you wouldn't have to get up at 1? Yeah, Karen um we have it on our website, and we, we talk about it quite openly because we want to promote awareness. But Karen deals with epilepsy. Okay. Um, and Karen was working for the pastry department at the University of Guelph, yeah. uh, working on a red seal, actually. And uh, it ended up that those early hours triggered her to have much more frequent seizures. Oh, okay. uh, she's been uncontrolled with them for about seven years now. So... Um, when we kind of came away from that job and Karen knew that it was still what she wanted to do, but that it wouldn't work for her in that way right. was when we kind of found the opportunity to to come to Blythe and to open the bakery. And at first we were just an 11 a.m. open, so we were down there at like 7 okay. instead. Um, since then, we have changed to open up earlier during the weekdays. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're open at 8 now. But we still have that plan where... I go down and bake things off. She's got ready for me to bake off as well as do my breakfast tea biscuits and kind of get everything set up. Yeah. She comes down to do the bread and then do, do anything you have children? else. Mm-hmm. We do. So yeah. that's a challenge too, right? Yeah. It's a juggling act. For yeah. Sure. Do they help? Uh, she's a little young does. to do that yet. You know, she she's 11 and she can she, be bribed into helping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to do it. <laughs> she also likes as things get more uh, technical or more important as she sees it. So, you know, building boxes isn't a favorite thing to do anymore, mm-hmm. but learning how to do the coffee and stuff right. like that. And even kind of smaller things like learning how to shut off the alarm if it goes off, like that's the kind <laughs> of stuff she's, she's really happy to help with now. Do you ever dream about someday, maybe just like your bacon grandma's recipes that she'll be passing them on and maybe to her children and her nice. children and that'll just... I don't think she wants it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, she's 11. Nice. She doesn't know what she wants yet, does she? Maybe a little she, bit. She's I mean, got about at some 18 level. plans right now, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Good. Foster that. Uh, what's your favorite part of owning the bakery? Oh. If you had to pick one thing that you go, I do this because... I really like being able to make whatever I want to make. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the restrictions of somebody else over my head saying yeah. this is the way something has to be because of our style or our recipes. Right. I can choose to do those things. How about you? And for me, uh, you know, I'm completely an introvert, but you put me in my job. Like prior to this, actually, I have a very similar story to you in that when my dad passed, I kind of had a 
rethinking of where I was. Yeah. I was working in mental health for the last 20 years. And uh, Karen was the one who kind of finally said towards the end of COVID, you know, you're getting stressed out too much. Mm -hmm. You need to kind of come back. It's okay. Let's do this. Because I was never one to take chances. Mm -hmm. um, so my big bonus from all of that and all that experience I had is that despite the fact that I'm an introvert, I'm pretty good at talking to people. Yeah. So my favorite thing is talking to people that come in. It takes me a while to remember names. I'm terrible at it sometimes. But the idea that I get to know people, I get to know what they drink because I do most of the coffee stuff. Um, and I get to talk to people about their lives is kind of the most interesting part. And then I shut down at the end of the day and yeah. I'm like, okay, that's, that's enough conversation for today. Dude, I 100% get that because I, I too am uh, a bit of an introvert and nobody believes me because of what I do, but I'm a professional extrovert. Mm -hmm. Like I yeah. can turn on and do what I got to do, but when I'm done and sometimes it takes me a while to ramp up to the people thing and I'm bad with names too which is, <laughs> I remember faces but then I can't put there or sometimes I remember a name and a face but I can't connect them and Absolutely. I just uh, I get a little bit anxious and um, yeah so pulling back a little bit good for you and how about you uh, I think the best thing about working for a baker is similar to what you were saying about not having to follow the standards of a specific boss but then I also realized that the town of Godridge is my boss now. So, <laughs> yeah, so at, at some level, uh, at some level, but it, it's it's really nice. Another thing is is that when it's our weekend, and you're like, I really want a cream puff, and you go downstairs, and there <laughs> happens to be a little, there's a half a tray left, and I just it's. Nine o'clock in the morning, and I walk into the store in my pajamas, and the town is walking by, and I just wave as yep. I grab one of the, like a day old cream puff and, and mound on that. So that's pretty. I'm surprised cool. there are leftover cream puffs. That doesn't happen often, it, does it? I it not it doesn't happen often. But uh, what I have also noticed is that Huron County is a very weather dependent uh, yes. uh, area, yeah. and sure. when we whenever we have a snowstorm or a rainstorm or the freezing rainstorm or a little bit of wind <laughs> or a tornado or tornado <laughs> yeah. um the town does not like to go out no and uh they usually panic by right right before it happens so <laughs> we're usually sold out yeah. on those particular <laughs> days but uh like for example like christmas uh the the two days before christmas when we had the massive snowstorm yeah. Um, we had tons of stuff uh, to the point where people were coming in and we were just giving away uh, cream puffs afterwards. Oh, nice. Just because we, we made so many because yeah. coming from Toronto where uh, December 23rd is the biggest baking day of the year and that's where you make tons of money and then the next day on on uh, christmas eve our power went out uh right before uh we we were to open so that was a little you know something to okay we'll get through this we'll be fine but uh the best thing about uh, is, is just being able to create amazing stuff yeah and just having and seeing the reaction of of the town chris it's, what's your uh, do you have something? I was just going to say the interesting piece about knowing how much to bake every day is still something after a year and a half that we haven't figured out no. fully. There's no rhyme yeah. or um, to it. And <laughs> no. I thought I had it figured. I thought sunny days meant more bread and gloomy days meant more baked good <laughs> like sweets. 
Uh, but then it'll switch up the next day. And yeah. one week you'll have, you know, 80 people through the door. And the next week you'll have 50. And there's no rhyme or reason no to, to what it. they it's want. Kinda, no. yeah. Or when they come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I'm like a little anxious about the coming summer because I'm sure I've heard tons of stories about You'll how the culverts line goes down the street and that, you know, sometimes the police have to be called to cordon off the lines and oh, really? making sure. Well, that, that there's, there's some very nice person put tape along the sidewalk to make sure that it doesn't affect the other businesses on the street, oh. which I'd feel really bad if, if other people can't, customers can't get into the other businesses oh. on the street because my customers were kind of blocking the way. Uh, I, was, I have been in those lines, by the way, a couple of times during COVID, though, so there was only so many people allowed well, COVID, in the store. That, that's, another, that's another, Darren did say that, that he, he actually did quite well during COVID because of all the other like selling flour and selling sure. sugar and stuff. So it, it was a great opportunity. What else are we going to do when we're locked down? Eat donuts. Eat That's donuts. It. Eat donuts. <laughs> yeah. It works. It works. It makes you feel better. <laughs> so Chris, um, both now and as a kid, what, what, do you have a favorite dessert, like a go-to? Um, my favorite dessert as a kid growing up, my mother's best friend, Marianne Horn, she was an amazing, uh, it still is a, an amazing baker. And she would make this meringue and whipped cream cake that she would then put um, smashed up Macintosh toffee inside oh, of. What? Uh, yeah, and it was this two-layer meringue and whipped cream cake, and that's the only thing it was in it, and it would... By the time we would get it, the Macintosh had partially melted, and so it would just it would be cream. And it's just a cream and sugary dessert. It's amazing. Wow. Right now, my favorite dessert, I like a really good, like, cherry pie or, like, fruit pie. That's, like, you know, with whipped cream. I'm not really a, an ice cream and pie person because I feel that the, the pastry gets soggy, and I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> but, um, like... A really good cherry pie or a really good apple pie is like wow. is like the best. Garrett, what's your favorite as a kid and now? As a kid, I I was very very particular as a kid, so I didn't venture out too far. Cooked fruit was something I wouldn't touch at all. Uh, <laughs> right. And in our house, typically, uh, like the Quaker oatmeal cookies were the most common thing. Yeah. So my favorite was actually just strawberries and whipped cream when I was a kid. Mm. And uh, you know, it, my tastes have definitely evolved since then. And obviously, as I said before, my one now is actually a meringue as well. So, yeah, the pavlova with the lemon curd and raspberries is mm-hmm. definitely my favorite thing in the world to eat. And I know yours is going to have to be something grandma made, right? (laughs) My favorite as a kid was my grandmother's rice pudding, the Danish rice pudding. After you've done cooking it, you fold it with whipping cream, and then you keep it in the pot, and you tuck it into the bed, put all the duvets and everything over it, and it continues to cook that way. So. That's you amazing. see it. It's That's really tender. Interesting recipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, like it's sort of like a take on a shaboos. Kind of. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because so. yeah, it just uses its own heat to continue to cook to the perfect. Do you have a best-selling item at Broad Bakery that you've got to make every day? Chocolate because chip people... cookies. That, Chocolate chip cookies. Huh? We were discussing this idea earlier because we knew we would probably talk about it, but it, it is a toss-up because mm-hmm. the chocolate chip cookies are huge for us, especially in volume. But we get reports sent to us from our system every month that tell us what our best sellers are, and the lemon cake is still coming through as number one. Wow. Um, so it's between those two for certain. How about you, Chris? Uh, well, it's it's the cream, cream puff. puff. <laughs> the, 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 there would be a t- uh, if we decided. 
uh, to, to take the cream puff off the menu, there would be riots in, 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 in the streets of Godridge. So don't worry. We are never taking the cream puff off the menu. And it is still the same recipe that Mel Culver created all of those years ago. So what would be second? The second? Uh, right now, it, our cookies are doing really well. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, we, we've uh, created a bunch of new uh, cookies that... The, the town really likes um, whether it's a salted caramel a chocolate chunk my favorite right now is the little monster where I basically pack like a regular cookie and I fill it with tons of mini M&M's and um uh, old pastry chef of mine, um, I used to have a boss of mine a long time ago said if you ever want kids to to Basically, put Smarties or M and M's on anything, <laughs> yep. and kids will basically go crazy for or it. Or so will I. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, so there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Favorite bakery, and you can't say each other's, and you can't say your own. If you were going to go to a bakery, where? Let's start with Karen. Where would you go? Uh, my favorite baker in the area right now is Wild Carrot. It's Michelle. Okay. She's doing a bit of baking for Coastal Coffee. Uh, nice. Uh, she's very talented. She makes amazing bagels. I think I just met her. Yeah. Uh, we were out there uh, visiting a uh, quick visit, watching them boil some maple syrup, and another couple drove by, and uh, Ben said, this lady's been doing some baking for us. I think yeah. I met her. Awesome. And she's... I had one of her scones, Yeah. and it wasn't horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, she's very good. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, nice. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Ben and... Uh, Brie on the show at some point very soon as well. Awesome. Ben, ben is amazing. I, I, right? Yeah, he, we actually do a, a, our own blend with Coastal Coffee. Uh, it's our Colbert's blend That's that awesome. uh, Joe, my partner Joe and Ben created together. So it was, it's, it's, he's amazing. Oh yeah, really? And that, have you been out to their place? I have. I went for their, uh, for church? the Christmas, uh, for the Christmas market uh, just to see what it is and it was amazing. Like, yeah, like Actually, I ended up meeting all of Ben's family and, uh, <laughs> So they were they were they were a hoot. Yeah, it was really great. And plus, I got to meet um, a gentleman and his wife from uh, South America, and they were just here to talk about coffee. And so we went back and forth and coffee and and like I'm also I'm also a trained chocolatier, so coffee and and cocoa beans are in some ways a lot alike. And mm-hmm. and so um, we we chatted about like coffee beans and cocoa beans. So right. it, it was a really good conversation. Garrett, favorite bakery. Or baker? Uh, that, that's a tough one for me because yeah. uh, the one thing Say we've Karen. tried to do well, – well, yes, obviously. <laughs> um, we've tried to go around, and that's why I say we, we are still coming uh, because we've tried to hit every bakery in the area. And I will say one of the first ones we got involved with was the White Squirrel Bakery in Exeter. Yeah. Uh, and she's fantastic and does amazing things as well. Um, but, yeah, we've tried to, for buying purposes, just to try everything because it's not the same world anymore. There isn't really competition anymore. Everybody right. does something different, yeah. right? Yeah. And and the bonus is when somebody comes into us, we don't currently do donuts. Uh, you'll probably never see us do a large amount of donuts. We have deep fried cookies once in a while that are a Danish uh, treat. But, uh, you know, when somebody comes in and they say, hey, I'm looking for donuts today. Well, then we say, hey, Bartlett's is 15 minutes down the road. Yeah. Or, you know, if there's some specialty at another bakery like these cream puffs, 
then that's where we send people. And it's allowed me to eat a lot of very delicious baked goods, so it's very hard to choose. I'm sorry. Thanks for taking one for the rest of us, though. I'll do it. I'll You're keep a good doing man. it. Yeah. You're a trooper. Chris, favorite bakery? Favorite baker? Um, my favorite bakery, I haven't actually had the opportunity to sample a lot of the bakeries in Huron County, just because I haven't had a chance to see a lot of Huron County yet. Right. Just... Um, I go to bed at six o'clock at night, uh, so it, it it's not really social. I would say, like in in Toronto, some of my like a really good bakery that I know of is is Roselle, and they it, it is a beautiful bakery. Uh, they make everything from scratch there. Um, also, um, just some really good. I, I, my partner used to live in Roncesvalles, which is a Polish area of uh, Toronto, and there would be some amazing Polish bakeries there. Mm-hmm. And just uh, the types of like the 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 plum jam uh, donuts uh, that would just be amazing, or the the custard uh, the custard squares. It's it's just and it's made by like little old Polish women, and it's just amazing. Yeah. Knocks your socks off. I think mine. If I had to, if I had to pick one, it's not in. I, I mean, I love all the local uh, bakeries in the area. But I uh, was in New Orleans a few years ago with some friends, and we went to a place called La Boulangerie, which I understand is French for the bakery. No. <laughs> so uh, we went there, and it was like, oh, good lord. But you're close second to these two fine bakeries in front of you. Of course, <laughs> yes. right? yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know if it's a close second, a distant second. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, you guys are all tied. So for Broad Bakery, 2023 is here. What's the future hold the rest of this year and going forward? What uh, you- I think we're a little bit scared, too, um, for volume-wise. Uh, we're not sure what to expect. This is the first year where we've had people coming to the theater inside. And right. the inside shows are going to be matinees during the day. So um, it's going to be new to us to see that many people coming through town. Mm -hmm. Uh, We definitely had some very busy times last summer. But, uh, yeah, just prepping for that is going to be a very unique thing. It is, uh, at this point, it is the two of us, uh, plus Karen's mother is staying with us and helping us out huge in the bakery as well. Wonderful. Um, So she's leaving for Denmark for an extended period at the Sorry, beginning Mom, of the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, this is one of the reasons that uh, I've kind of stepped back from some of the other stuff I was doing and we're working on Karen training me on how to do some of the stuff she does because the bread especially, like you know mm. as well, Chris, um, is a mystery to me. Looking at it and knowing, <laughs> hey, I need to add more flour to this or I need more of this or, so, you know, obviously today the flour is a little more moist than it typically is or, you know, yeah. any of those It's not the same things. recipe every single day. No, it's not. It's, it's not. difficult. Yeah, and yeah. wait till summer where it's oh, just it's it's, it's, it's 90% humidity. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. What's next for Chris this year at uh, Culver's? Um, well, we've... Uh, we're in the process of, uh, in a couple of months, we're actually going to be opening uh, a second storefront on the property, and that's going to be a grab-and-go uh, so that you can come and just sort of skip the line if you just want to come and just grab uh, grab your six-pack of, of cream puffs nice. or chocolate uh, dips. We just last week opened up, uh, started uh, our online ordering, and we've created an app right now that's that's what we're working on right now and um hopefully we'll get a couple more people uh in in, in like working for us mm-hmm. um and then it, it'll be 
just dealing with summer and surviving every day. And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I just I haven't had to, to make uh, 50 uh, dozen uh, cream puffs yet. Or, yeah. or <laughs> Sorry, more like 300 dozen cream yeah. puffs yet. Uh-huh. But I know Darren was doing that last summer. Yeah, so uh, we'll probably have to put in a second bake, which is yeah. I start having to, having to plan that and um, and still get it, get you know at least seven hours sleep a day. Good luck. <laughs> good, good luck. Uh, any parting words, anyone? No, just thank you for having us in and oh. you know allowing us to talk about this stuff because it is it is our much like you were saying it's kind of your life right now your yeah. your social life kind of goes on hold a little bit so you always hope you have good friends like we do who understand when you disappear <laughs> for periods yeah. of time um uh, and I should say, too, the online ordering thing is something we're doing as well for breads or special occasions, which is always hard. The app is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're trying to keep up with that sort of stuff, too. And just a huge thank you to everybody in Blythe and Huron County for supporting us, even though, like, we did open during COVID where people weren't allowed in and we had all our stuff in the front window and had mm-hmm. people come in one at a time. Our espresso machine died within the first month, and uh, we actually had a local business uh, bring us a small residential, but a very nice one, uh, to say, so here, please continue, right? Like, this place is amazing. And I come from Guelph, which is a very friendly city on its own, especially if you're out on the trails and stuff. Um, but, yeah, Huron County is a magical place. It really is. Yeah. And as I, you know, I'm at that point in my life now where there are a lot fewer years ahead of me than there are behind me and I've realized something I kind of knew in the back of my mind for most of my life but I'm embracing it at a whole different level now and that is that life is short you know eat dessert first like you know celebrate all the good things you know enjoy life and I'm really happy that all of you at a much younger age than I am are embracing your passions and doing something that not only brings you joy but it's bringing everybody joy right baked goods Eat the donut. Eat the donut. Eat the cream puff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Eat that home-baked bread, too. Man, it's good. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, Chris Nemtu from Culbert's Bakery in Godrich, Karen Middleton-Needham, and Garrett Seepers from Broad. Say it again. (laughs) Blit. Yeah. Bakery (laughs) in Blythe. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to A Life That's Good, and special thanks to my son at Lion X Productions for our theme music. Be sure to check out the photo blog at cool945.ca that uh, accompanies our discussion this week. You can click on announcers and then my name, Phil Main, to go to the blog library. Until next time, stay well. Do-ba-do.